yo, 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 yo. What is up, Devil fans? Hope you all are having an amazing summer so far. Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch. It is Tuesday, July 11th at 8.45 p.m. It's good to be back with everybody. We're getting to that time of year where things kind of slow down a little bit. The hockey world takes a little bit of a break. The draft's out of the way. Free agency's out of the way. And man, it was a, it was a, it was the off season uh, from the gods from our boy Tom Fitzgerald after locking up Timo Meyer and Jesper Bratt to their deals. He went on to trade for Tyler Toffoli, and then he doesn't qualify Bastion and McLeod, and is able to get those guys on the cheap. He gets Bastion on a two-year deal. He gets McLeod on a one-year deal. I know a lot of people really value McLeod's um, his precision in the faceoff circle uh, and value him a little more than Bastion. But then if you look at the analytics people, they are really high on Bastion. They show that the team definitely uh, goes back to its winning ways and Bastion adds a lot of value to the team. And I would agree with both sides. I think both sides have a good point. I think that uh, the... I think that Fitzgerald knew that both of those guys wanted to play for the Devils and how much they loved the team, and he was able to use that kind of against them to get them for cheap. And I think that's what you do when you have um, when you have a destination now, and your cup window is opened, and you and you've seen from multiple reports that New Jersey has become one of the top destinations for players to want to be traded or unrestricted free agents to want to go because they see the future of this team and they see, you know, the possibility of Stanley cups um, coming very shortly. So it's, it feels good because it's been years. It was a long, long time that we had to overpay for players to want to come and play here. Um, It was a long time uh, that we had, a lot of empty seats in the arena because management wasn't able to put a good product on the ice. Um, and we watched our rivals across the river time and time again. We've watched them, you know, superstar players and talented players pick. Oh, that's, the, you know, I only want to play for the Rangers, the, the Adam Foxes and the Jacob Trubas and the Panarins and uh, Patrick Kane. Not that he's anything, but, you get my point. It's like people always want to play for the Rangers and to see a lot of, you know, to see the league really giving the Devils their respect and players wanting to come here and this being a destination now really allows us to do a lot of different things um, to pass on play. We, we can't get handcuffed with players anymore because we have enough talent to where one guy doesn't make or break our team. So we don't have to put all of our chips in on them. You know what I mean? So, it's uh, It's been a lot of fun. In this episode, I wanted to go over the Devils' schedule. So um, I, I really geek out over the schedule release because as a season ticket holder, I'm going to a lot of games. So I want to see uh, what months are, are heavy, what matinee games there are. The matinee games are big for me. The Friday night games are big for me because I have young children. So 
I'm not going to bring my six-year-old or my nine-year-old to a Tuesday night game because they have to get up for school in the morning. So uh, I like the Friday night games. They could stay up a little late, and then they could sleep in if they want to. And I obviously like the matinee games to where I could bring the whole family to the games. So um, we're going to break down the schedule, and uh, I'm going to give you uh, what I think their record will be by month, and then... There's no ties, so you keep that in mind. So to give you an idea, I had the Devils going 51 and 31 at the end of the year, but there's going to be ties involved in that. So um, while it's, a, it's 102 points total, they're probably just going to be maybe eight extra points. So let's say it's 100, you know, 110 total points. There is a piece of me that thinks that the Devils could, while many of their players will be taking the next step, I think Jack Hughes will continue to get better, um, you know, on and on. I think Brad, I think another, you know, Timo getting some time to actually train with the team and go through a full camp. And um, I think there's no reason that Jesper Bratt shouldn't continue to grow. Uh, Dawson Mercer is still emerging. But I do think that your back end has a lot of um, inexperience and it could leave your goaltending um open like it could it could expose them a little bit and we don't know what the devils are going to do as far as goaltending for next year there's been of multiple reports that i believe frank cervelli was the latest that said that upper management wants akira schmidt to spend another season in utica before bringing him up and possibly having him become the franchise goaltender that sounds great in theory but that means that you have to go out and get another goalie. And obviously we've uh, kind of beaten these options to a dead horse, whether it's Connor Hellebuck or whether it's John Gibson or Linus Allmark. Um, I don't know. And, and you've seen time and time again that you don't necessarily need to overpay for goaltending in order to win the Stanley Cup. So you watch the past two Stanley Cup winners, Philip Grubauer, and, um, and, uh, geez, this is how, this is how unmemorable the dude from Vegas. What was his name? Anyway, that's not the point. The point is you don't need to pay for goaltending and you'd like to surround your goaltending with, you'd like to spend around your goaltending. But when you lose a guy like Severson and you lose Graves, you are going to lose a lot of experience as well. And while I love the thought of having Nemitz and Hughes both playing on the back end next year on opening night, I think that between the two of them and Kevin Ball, who's still a little wet behind the ears, um, you you might be, it just might be like too much for uh, those three young guys to handle at the same time. If you were taking Nemitz and you were putting him into, if you didn't have Luke Hughes and you were bringing Nemitz up and he was playing instead of Luke Hughes, I think that you can shelter him and you can protect him enough. But with all of those young guys around, it might be a little much. And I think that's why the Devils kind of made the move to go out and get Colin Miller, traded a fifth round pick for him. Um, and he's a right-handed defenseman who's probably going to at least compete for that sixth, third pairing right side defensive 
uh, pairing. And it'll give the Devils a little bit of comfort knowing that they have a veteran who they can play solid and um, won't be overwhelmed if Nemitz comes out and he looks like he needs a little more time to, to play in the AHL. So uh, let's hop into the schedule. So a couple things. The Devils obviously open up their schedule October 12th versus the Detroit Red Wings. Um, and it's cool because they play on a Thursday and a Friday back-to-back at home. Two winnable games, too. Uh, I think the Devils had a very favorable schedule last year in October, and I really pounded it into uh, the podcast listeners' heads how important it was for the Devils to get off to a very hot start because down the stretch come March, um, they were going to have a lot of tough games. They played those three games versus Toronto, I believe, uh, or Tampa. They played a couple games versus Florida. It got really tough down the stretch, and luckily the Devils did exactly that, and they ripped off that 13-game winning streak at the beginning of the year last year. But um, we'll go month by month. I'll give you what I think the record will be coming out of each month, and I'll point out some games that stick out to me. A couple of things. The Devils play 10 games before 7 p.m. next year. Um, But five of them are West Coast games that will start before 5 p.m. So the Devils play five games on the West Coast that are going to start before 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which to me is huge. I think I speak for everybody. It sucks waiting till 10 and then sometimes 10.30 for a West Coast game to come on on a Tuesday night when you have to get up for work the next day. That sucks. But we all end up staying up anyway. Um, And they were able to condense some of those games and figure out a way to play them on the weekend as a matinee game out West which translates to an earlier game for us out east and makes it easier for us to watch. So that's pretty awesome. Last year, the Devils played pretty much every Tuesday and Thursday. This year, they have a couple more games that are sprinkled in on Wednesday. Wednesday is the national broadcast night for the NHL, so don't be surprised if you see the Devils get flexed into some more national broadcast games. Um, last year, the Devils played in 12 back-to-back series. This year, the Devils play in the NHL most 16 back-to-back games. This is where it becomes really important to have a good goaltending uh, ta- goal tandem. If you don't have, you're going to rely on your on your backup goalie to play quite a bit. So I'm curious to see what Tom Fitzgerald plans to do if he plans to move forward with Akira Schmid or if he plans to make a move and bring in one of these guys that we've continued to talk about. Um, I do like the fact, despite having the 16 back-to-back games, I do like the fact that the Devils' longest road trip is only four games. So they go out, they hit the road, but then they come back for after a reasonable amount of time. There was a couple road trips last year where it felt like the Devils were on the road for two-plus weeks, 
Um, and I, I think that this makes it a little more manageable um, despite having to play more back-to-back -back games. So let's hop into it. So the month of October, the Devils, they play eight games, six games at home and two on the road. They play three home games to start, Detroit, Arizona, and Florida. Looking at this uh, schedule, it's pretty easy. They get the Islanders, they get the Canadians, the Capitals, Buffalo, who's definitely improved, and Minnesota. Uh, I got the Devils coming out of this month at a 6-2 and two record, getting off to a very hot start. You get into the month of November. They play 13 games, five are at home, and eight are on the road. So this is a little more road heavy. They play in three back-to-back -back series. But you play in the Midwest. You start off with a back-to-back -back Minnesota, St. Louis, a day off, Chicago, a day off, Colorado. That could be tough. We get our first look at Connor Bedard. Then you come home, you play a home game, you go on the road for a couple of games. But then on the 18th, you play our hated rivals, the New York Rangers, for the first time uh, since the playoff series, which everyone's going to be amped, for, amped up for. It's Saturday, November 18th at 7 p.m. What's kind of cool is we play on the road for Thanksgiving Eve uh, at Detroit. Thanksgiving is on the 23rd this year. But then we play Black Friday in an afternoon game, the 24th, as um, Damon Severson comes home for the first time as we play the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's also part of a back-to-back -back where we play on Saturday versus the Buffalo Sabres. So out of the 13 games in November, I got the Devils going 9-4. and four. So we're 15-6 and six coming out of the first two months of the season. We get into December. We play 14 games in December, seven home, seven on the road, four back-to-backs. We do this Western, first of all, on December 1st, this could be an early Christmas gift because this could be, we play the San Jose Sharks, this could be Mackenzie Blackwood coming back to Newark for the first time, which I would love, 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 love. We'll see if that happens. I would love to get some Blackwood at home. Um, but we hit this Western road trip, and this is where it sucks. We have two games that start at 10 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursday, the first week of December, where we play Vancouver and Seattle. But this is what I was talking about. We have we have to when you go on that Western road trip, you have to play Canada, you have to play Calgary, and you have to play Edmonton. And the league scheduled it to where we're playing them on Saturday the 9th and the 10th. And both games start at 4 p.m. So we'll be able to watch games from our home at a reasonable time, right around dinner time on Saturday. And then Sunday, you're going to have NFL football. Uh, I don't know what time the Giants and the Jets play, but we'll have the Giants game probably in the afternoon and then at 1. And then you would have the Oilers-Devils at 4. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Their giant schedule. Okay. 
Oh, the Giants actually don't play. We're playing on Monday night. Sweet. So we won't have a conflict between the Giants and the Devils playing at the same time. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then this is kind of really nice. Leading into Christmas, so the, the whole week leading into Christmas, the 17th, the 19th, the 21st, and the 23rd, the Devils play four home games in a row. Uh, so Christmas Eve's Eve, the Devils will play their last of their, fir- of their four home games that week. You have Christmas, you get a couple days off, and then you go into the the new year with two games back-to-back on the road on a Friday and a Saturday versus Ottawa and Boston. I got us going 9-5 and five in the month of December. So right now we're 24-11, and 11, about to start the new year. No New Year's Eve this year. Or no New Year's Day game. Those have been kind of fun. With that said, uh, the following weekend, we have a back-to-back. We end up, so January, we have 12 games, five home, seven on the road, two back-to-backs. Now, this is where the this is where our our schedule starts to get a little tough. We play Tampa, Florida, Boston on the road all on the road in a five-day span. And then we play Dallas, Vegas, Carolina, and Tampa Bay all in a week. And this is where, once we start playing Carolina, that's going to be big. So mark it on your calendars, January 25th. It's on the road, but Devils, Carolina, that's going to be a big one. So this is going to be a tough month. So I had the Devils going five and seven or six and six. So let's just say five and seven for the hell of it. 29 and 18 coming out of January. We get into February. We play 12 games, eight home games, four road games, two back-to-backs. We get two matinees, and we get the stadium series game. So that's fun. We get... uh. We get the stadium series on, obviously, February 17th at 8 p.m., Giant Stadium, MetLife Stadium, whatever you want to call it. We play Carolina again uh, a week prior to that. We get the Rangers in New Jersey on the 22nd, and then we get two matinee games back-to-back on the 24th and the 25th versus the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. You got a tough you got a couple tough games in here. You have Colorado's tough. You don't know what you're going to get out of Calgary. Carolina is obviously tough. Seattle is tough. The Kings are much better. The Devils Rangers is always going to be a tough one and you have Tampa. I still like the Devils coming out of this 8 and 4. So we're 37 and 22 through February. March. March is the busiest month of the season. We play in 15 games, six home games, nine road games, two back-to-backs. So we play... It's weird. They they split it up to where we play in two three-game homestands. So we play... Um, we play Florida, St. Louis, and then we finally play Carolina at home 
on March 9th. Um, we have off the 10th, which is my birthday, and then we play the 11th in New York. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun weekend. But we play these three games at home. Then the following week, we play the Rangers, Dallas, and Arizona on the road. Oh, and Vegas on the road. Wow. And then we play three more games at home the following week. And then we go back on the road for three more games. So this is like kind of like a tale of two. It's on and off every other week. You play a bunch of games at home. You go on the road for a bunch of games. You play three at home. You go back on the road for three games. March is going to be a tough one. I got us going 8 and 7, 45 and 29 through the month of March. We are into the last month of the season. April, we play eight games, four home, four road games. We play the Rangers. We get two games versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. And we play the last game of the season versus the Islanders. I have a feeling that the Islanders are going to be scrapping for a playoff spot in that game for sure. I still think we go six and two. So we have a home and home with Toronto who, I mean, I've always hated the Leafs, but after last year, I mean, I really hate the Leafs. So that should be fun. Um, So I got the Devils going 51 and 31. Keep in mind, there's no ties involved in this. So that's 102 points on the season. Let's say they get eight points in ties. So I got about 110 points. I wonder what Vegas has. Devils. Season point total. I got to pull up the Vegas odds. I want to see what they have. Uh, So Vegas has the Devils going 52 and 22. Jeez. Pretty pretty accurate. <clears throat> Interesting. Um so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. Obviously, the stadium game is going to be amazing. A lot of us uh, a lot of us older guys grew up going to games at the Meadowlands, and that was where we saw the Devils have all of their success. Um, and I remember, you know, skating in the parking lot there and playing roller hockey and walking over the bridge, over the turnpike, and all the fun stuff that went on at the Meadowlands during those glory years when the Devils were winning Stanley Cups for those you know, 1994 through, you know, 2004, pretty much. Um, so that's going to be, a, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, we have to talk about the goaltending and what the Devils are going to do as far as, as far as goaltending goes. I mean, um, they keep saying that they want Schmidt to play in Utica I think that the Devils are kicking the tires on bringing a goalie in. Do I think that UC Soros is the answer? Like, probably. Like, what would you give up for UC Soros? He obviously is the fits our our um, the age group of our team. 
what would you give up for him? They would want a lot. Um, I think that the probability of them being able to acquire him is very low. I think John Gibson is a decent goaltender. Um, he has not put up good numbers as of late. And to be fair, he hasn't had a team play in front of him. So it's really hard to judge. I don't know how committed I would be to like making a move to get him. I don't know what I would be willing to give up or if I would, what his contract looks like. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but you have Connor Hellebuck and like the thing with Hellebuck is he's going to want a big contract. So could you make a move for Connor Hellebuck where Winnipeg ate part of his contract this year you bring him in, he's able to um, kind of really make up for some of the deficiencies that some of our young defensive, our young back end might have by having really good solid goaltending. And you give those kids a year to grow while supporting them in net. And then you don't sign him next year. You let him go to free agency or you... Uh, yeah, you wouldn't trade him. You would have to like let him go to free agency. Um, and then you bring up Schmid to hopefully be the goaltender of the future moving forward. If you really needed Schmid to to spend another year in Utica, if you really felt that that was necessary. And I, I think like we all love Schmid. Like I think that the way he plays goalie is just so textbook. He's so calm. But let's be real, like, he played great in the Rangers series, but he did not play good in the Carolina series. And neither did Benichek. And Benichek played really well pretty much all year during the regular season. He broke down a little bit towards the last quarter of the regular season. And to me, goaltending is about getting hot as the playoffs roll around. And you look at, like, what Bobrovsky did this year, and, I mean, you've seen it time and time again. I think if, you know, the Devils should be able to make it to the playoffs with adequate, just adequate goaltending, average goaltending. If you could get one of these guys to get hot going into the playoffs, anything can happen. And that's why I think spending a lot of money on a goaltender, you'd rather spend that money on guys in the ice in front of them. I want my money invested in defensemen. I want my money invested in centers who could play down the middle of the ice. Like, so th this is th this is like these are questions that Tom Fitzgerald is going to have to make a decision on, and um, he's he's got a little time to do it. So there's no reason to to rush into something and make a knee jerk move right now. He should uh, he should take his time and make the best uh, the most optimal decision for the team and think about you know what he wants to do moving forward because in order to acquire a player like Connor Hellebuck it's going to cost you and it's like we've already we've um, mortgaged a lot of the future in order to get the Timo Myers and uh, we are you know we've traded away a lot of draft picks. It's like, you don't want to just go down this hole where you have nothing in the cupboard anymore. So um, I'm curious to see how he wants to handle the goaltending and what the goaltending situation looks like as we get into, as training camp starts to roll around, especially because 
Nico Dawes is, in fact, injured. You know, with that said, <coughs> you look at the, the Utica Comets, and the Utica Comets have some pretty significant losses to the team, who guys who aren't going to be around this year, uh, including Riley Walsh, Nikita Ohutuk. So Josh Philman, if he doesn't play in the NHL, he has to be sent back to juniors. Uh, and then you have, obviously, the chances that Holtz makes the team, Graham Clark, and Nemitz. So that leaves your prospect pool and your farm system looking a little light. Now, you are going to have some guys that are coming in on the team who have been draft, you know, high draft picks in the past. Um, and we could start in goaltending. Obviously, people are excited to see Tyler Brennan and Jeremy Brodeur. Those would be the two goaltenders that people would be taking a look at. Um, you have Tapias Villain, um, Daniel Misel, and Santeri Hatakin. And he came over from Hataka. He came over from the Timo Meyer trade with the San Jose Sharks. And it looks like he has been putting on a show at the development camp, which we're going to get into in a second. Um, Utica has also added a forward, Chase Stillman, um, who's going to be playing in Utica this year. And Foot, so Nolan Foot can't come back and play in Utica. He'd have to go through waivers. So I think the Devils do plan on trying to make him part of big clubs roster going into next year because I think he will get picked up by a team if they decide uh, that there's no spot for him. So this week, the, uh, the development camp started and um, there were some notable players and you get into uh, to pious villain and pr forgive me if I'm pronouncing this guy's name wrong or any of these guys names wrong for that matter. Um, it sounds like he's really trying to make a name for himself. He's a guy that people are really rooting for. And um, Amanda Stein says that he is really just like, he's been a serious standout. He was a standout last year too. So that's encouraging to see. Um, obviously, Seamus Casey is a guy that we all want to see playing, um, wearing a devil's jersey. Josh Philman is a guy who, a lot of people are rooting for. It sounds like he's put on some weight. He's a little undersized, and he's been talking about how he's kind of trying to bulk up and not let his weight and size be a factor and, and a reason why he wouldn't make the team. He sounds like a really scrappy kid. Uh, Ethan Edwards, University of Michigan guy, another defenseman that you'd like to see. You want to see how he does, um, you know, getting his first chance to play with potential NHL players. And uh, Sammy Salmonen, he was a guy who I was really high on when they picked him. And um, I haven't really heard any reports out of development camp. I I'm not able to go. This is like my busiest time of the year. I got invited, but um, I wasn't able to make it. And I, I really want to see him playing. Like he sounds like he's super fast and supposedly has some really sweet hands, but um, I haven't been able to watch any tape or haven't seen anything with that. So these are the guys that I'm kind of trying to 
keep my eyes and ears open for to see what kind of impact they have at the development camp along with Tyler Brennan. The Devils are going to need some of these young goaltenders to take a step forward, even if it's just to play in Utica. And um, we'll see what happens with that. But there's a lot going on right now, despite, I mean, obviously July and August are always pretty boring months when it comes to the NHL. But um, the Devils have just been on such a tear that uh, we're going to have to, we're going to give you some content to fill in some of this downtime um, before training camp starts. So we'll do like a bold predictions episode. We'll do, uh, we'll do, we'll predict the, um, the Eastern conference and Western conference as far as uh, point totals and stuff like that. So I'm going to give you some stuff to where, it'll, you know, you can have, you're a hardcore Devils fan and you want something to listen to. I'll be able, I'll be able to put out some content to, to hold you over before training camp starts. But um, in the meantime, I hope everyone is having an amazing summer. We finally got some heat and uh, I hope everyone is safe. And I look forward to talking to you guys uh, soon again, probably sometime in the next like week or two. But till then, if you have any questions and you want them answered on the podcast or something, just shoot me a line and I'll get back to you guys as soon as possible. You've been listening to the Trap Podcast and I am your boy, Billy Botch. Happy summer, all. Talk to you soon. Crazy time